Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest for tonight. It is none other than Lauren Lee. Lauren is a San Diego singer-songwriter and session singer, as well as one of the most hired performers for cover and tribute bands in the county. She was nominated in 2021 by the San Diego Music Awards for her debut EP, Flair, for Best Pop Album, and her latest single, Trust Fall, is streaming everywhere, and it's amazing. Um, you can often catch her live with local tribute acts like Pink Freud and Back to the Garden, and most recently, she has been added to the cast of Six String Society's 27 Club in the role of Janice Joplin. Here she comes, Lauren Lee. Hello, 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 hello. I'm so hello. excited. How are you? I'm doing great. Can you believe we're doing <sighs> it's this? It's good again? to see your face. It's great. Yeah. I know, I know. It's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said yes to being my first guest because it's very possible that this could be a total shit show because it's been a while and <laughs> no way, no way. Even it's we'll like just how, how prepared we are for this. It's going to be awesome no matter what. It's always great yeah. to talk to you no matter what. Yeah. But, um, I was very excited to ask you to be uh, my first guest because you and I have a little something on the horizon here that I know we're both really excited about. I know. I was just looking at the latest, uh, email for it actually, while I was yeah. waiting backstage backstage, I was just, uh, looking at our, 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 uh, our latest set list. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say a little something about it and then you say a little something about okay. it. So, <laughs> Lauren and I are going to be guest artists in, uh, back to the gardens next show. And, um, we've done this show. Well, we've done it once together yeah, and then, yeah times separately. Uh, and if you don't know, Back to the Garden is an incredible band out here in, in San Diego. And um, they're just like freakishly great musicians and okay. just incredible human beings. And every experience that I've had performing with them has just been totally, totally magical. So you say more about it. You say same. more about the show. Same, same, same. I mean, I've, I've, had the pleasure of playing with them a bunch last year. I think maybe like four or five times. We I got to go to uh, um, Catalina Island and do a show with them too. And uh, but the the greatest thing for performing with that band for me is that I've known these guys since I was just a, a wee little lass. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, they're all like family to me. And so it was always just this huge dream to be able to, to play with them and perform with them. So uh, getting to do that is just every time I'm just giddy. I'm like, yay. And it, not because I'm biased because I've known them forever, but because they are le legitimately some of the best musicians in the country, not just yeah. in San Diego. Right. Yeah. 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 I know if you have the same reaction I do, if when I get an email or a text from one of them, I'm like, Oh, everyone <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Clear my calendar. 
I got to take this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exciting. So this show coming up is on February 26th and it's going to be at the Poway Performing Arts Center. I love and that. Have you performed there before? Yeah, I did their um, Laurel Canyon. No, that I did the Laurel Canyon review with. Yeah. With you. We did Laurel Canyon together, but Poway Performing Arts Center. I was just wondering if you've performed there, if you've been on that stage yet. I did a show there with them. Okay, you probably did the year before when they did it there, which was awesome. I mean, yeah, I just love being on that stage. Yes, yeah. So it was yes. The time before was also a Laurel Canyon review yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So this one that we're doing uh, is a tribute to the year 1969 and hits that came out. Um, what artists are you covering in the show? Let <clears throat> me <clears throat> <Hey>, look. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I literally just got the I'm pulling up my Spotify right now too just the, so I just got the updated <laughs> set list um I know I'm doing uh, a lot of backing vocals like James Taylor and the band Poco uh that they they've been able to do some covers with them I'm doing uh Almond Brothers I'm doing uh, Gladys Knight with you yeah I think yes. you're doing it you're doing it probably right you're doing it Okay. <laughs> Questions. Idea. We're doing a, you know, some CSNY. Like, there's just a little bit of everything in here. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Lots of Beatles stuff. Some stuff mm -hmm. from Chicago. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, Fifth Dimension. Um, What's fun is there's a bunch of new, like, new stuff for me to learn. And there's just songs that I haven't done before. So yeah. that's always fun for me because it's it's a new challenge. It's just something else to put under mm -hmm. under my belt. That I say yeah. I can say I do I can do, but uh, I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Usually, any of the material they they pick, I look at it and I go like, oh, I've always wanted to sing that song, and like, there's yeah. no, there's never ever going to be any other opportunity to do this song it's anywhere. Um, but man, it's it's such good stuff. And um, we there will also have Calvin Hart also. Um, yes, I love guest him. Guest artist sing too. So such a sweetheart. Yeah going to be awesome. So I'm excited to perform with you. So if you, um, if anyone out there would like to, uh, get tickets, it is, um, hello, goodbye, 1969 back to the garden show at the Poway performing arts center on February 26th. I'll, I'll pop a, a link to tickets here in the um, chat and check it out. Uh, so anyway, I'm really excited for rehearsals to start up and spend some good quality time with you, Lauren. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's get on to you and talk about why don't we just start with um, let's just do like a little year in review 2021. How did the year go for you? The good, the bad, just like, let's just put it out there. Yeah. 2021 was actually a great year for me um, as far as growth. I mean, it was, it was just so far away from what 2020 was for me. 2021 kind of felt like getting back on my feet again, that things were making sense again, things were opening up again. Uh, I got really busy. Um, I released my single trust fall that I had written during the pandemic and recorded during the pandemic, just all isolated, all of us. And uh, I just released a, a lyric video for that and some other things. But um I didn't record. I didn't get in the studio last year. Like I thought maybe I would because I did exactly what I said I wasn't going to do. And I took a ton of work. Mm 
-hmm. as soon as things opened up again and I got real, real busy (laughs) and uh, just my original music kind of got away from me. Although I did do a bunch of, I did continue writing through last year, which was, it felt good that Mm -hmm. I could finally kind of uh, just get into a rhythm with writing, which I had never really had the discipline to do that before. And um, last year was, was good for me to, uh, I saved a ton of money. I got rid of all my debt. <laughs> nice. That's really great. It's <laughs> a big deal. Uh, it's the first time that I've had my own, my apartment to myself. It was the first year where I started living by myself. Damn, you're adulting. I'm adulting so hard right now. My credit score went up 47 points in the last three months. I'm just Why saying. Are you doing this with me? I you don't need to do this. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I'm just, I mean, my credit score went up, but that doesn't mean it's good credit yet. Okay. But it's, it's getting there. Like I am on the way, you know what I mean? Home ownership is just on the horizon for me. I'm like really exciting to, like, I have goals and I'm taking steps to make it towards these goals. Like, and I can actually say that with real confidence that, that things are actually Mm -hmm. super, super good for me right now. And it's because of a lot of the work that I did in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, I established myself somewhat. Uh, with with several uh, studios in San Diego as a session singer, um, I got to record on a bunch of my friends' albums, which was super fun, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, got my feet wet with some some new things that I'd never tried before, and had some uh, production from from a producer that you probably know, Kevin Flournoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and his his production technique is you know, as a producer, he's very. Uh, I, I'm learning so much yeah. from him because I don't consider myself an R&B singer. He's very much an R&B artist, but I can sing R&B and he's yeah, producing yeah. me as an R&B artist. And so I'm <laughs> learning a lot about that style that I thought like, mm, I just know things, but no, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. Um, yeah. I'm kind of starting from scratch there, but it's really fun. And mm-hmm. um, I finished, you know what I did that really changed the game for me? at the end of last year was I hired Sandy King to be basically my virtual assistant to help me with the back end of the business side of things Mm -hmm. that I suck at staying on top of. And Mm -hmm. once a week she goes through and does a bunch of, you know, busy work that gets away from me for like months Mm -hmm. and months at a time. And then I'm like stuck playing catch up and, uh, and she's helping me stay organized and focused on my goals. And it's just, it's the best investment I have made in myself and in my business is to offload the stuff I hate doing in this mm-hmm. business to somebody who loves doing it. So it's yeah. like, that's her zone of genius. So what, you know, yeah. Like literally changed the game. And people might be like, well, I don't know if I can justify that an expense like that. But I mean, I'm literally investing in myself. It frees up my brain. Mm-hmm. to be more creative and to work on the things that I actually want to work on. And I, oh, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm like saving money by spending money on her. I swear mm-hmm. to God. So it's just, uh, that's the best. I think feel like that's the best thing I did for my career last year was hire uh, an assistant pretty yeah. much just to help me keep, keep up with all this stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I back you like 10,000% on that. It's so, so smart. Sandy King, of course, is incredible. She's, she's here. She's in the comments. She says, trust fall. Uh, 
I love her so much. I love that she's there and I just talk about her. I talk about her all the time. So yeah. she's <laughs> she just knew. Like we're really yeah. synced up. Yeah, but having that, um, I think that that is, it's so typical for uh, creatives, you know, singers, musicians, for, for that area of the business to be kind of, a, I don't know, a weaker or troublesome spot for us because because we're creatives, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and a lot of times our, our brains don't like generally focus in that direction very efficiently. Uh -uh. Um, and so tasks that are normally, you know, pretty, I don't know, routine or repetitive or whatever can send us down a rabbit hole that in turn takes hours and hours yeah. that were totally unnecessary. But when you find humans who are so good at this kind of work that mm -hmm. can just focus, yeah, get the thing done and not, you know, get sidetracked into like, like, oh, well, now I need to like organize my crafting closet, you know, because <laughs> I had to go get an envelope, you know, or something like that. I'm not kidding. That is my life. I'm like, oh, I have to write a contract and then I get on the computer and I'm like, oh, somebody sent me a Facebook message. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. just, I can't focos. And she, she's brilliant at that kind of stuff. I am just mm -hmm. really, really grateful for it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And even if it's something where gosh, if you can like hire someone to do something like four hours a week, four yeah. hours a week can be, you know, um, honestly, you know, that's about as much as she spends on me, maybe a week, yeah. if less than that, cause she's really fast and efficient. So it's mm -hmm. like things that would take me a whole day. Yeah. Take, don't take her very long at all. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely worth it. She's got a lot of clients. She has really reasonable rates. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to help you out, which I know a lot of people are, and they're just waiting to pull the trigger, like, that's right. Call Sandy King. She's in the car. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I know. I mean, just freeing up a few hours like that. It's, it's not just the, it's not just getting the time. It's, it's the energy. It's the mental, yeah. you know, it's the totally. mental energy and just easing a little bit of, you know, stress off of your shoulders is, you know, it's a huge yeah. thing. So. 100%. Gosh, Lauren, you are just adulting to new levels that are just amazing. And I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding either. You're, you're, <laughs> I, I'm really happy to hear that the trajectory of things for you is on such a, uh, it's you know, so exciting for me. Cause I really was struggling for many, like years before the pandemic even hit, I was like, it was rough out there. Like I was considering going back to work, um, like a day job, uh, <laughs> like an office job, I should say. Um, and real job. I'm a real job, right? <laughs> I, it was just it was bad. I was really depressed. I wasn't taking care of myself. My health was not there. And even in this last year, my health really hasn't been the greatest um, because I've been so busy and I, you know, I have all these excuses, but just in the last couple of weeks, I've kind of made some really intense strides to help me with my health, which is also mm -hmm. helping my business and my energy to get things done and my motivation. So, you know, who knew, you know, somebody should have told me that working out helps, you know, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody should have told me that drinking water every day or going outside actually does something like nobody told me. So yeah, so to figure that out on myself, on my own, I'm totally kidding. Everyone fucking suggests that. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, it's, I've, I've made a lot of changes just in the last few weeks. I'm not kidding with my diet, with how I'm working out every morning. I'm, 
I go to see a chiropractor. I have a massage once a month and I have therapy every other week. I mean, I'm really like, it takes a lot to put the smile on my face and keep it there. So, but now I know what it is, you know, and Mm -hmm. what kind of combinations really work for me. And so when I'm feeling really crappy, it's, it's, uh, it's easy for me to sit down and be like, okay, what's missing, you know, which Mm -hmm. piece is missing. And for a long time, that used to be a relationship for me, but it's not anymore. You know, I've been able to stay single for, uh, like a year and a half now, and I'm loving it. And I, you know, I'm, I, I only bring this up because that used to be a source of, of unhealthy living for me of just being kind of codependent and needing something like that to make me feel important or have something to write about or, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, nah, <laughs> I'm telling you living on my own and like having this freedom and being able to do, uh, all the things that I'm able to do right now, it's been, it's been awesome for me and uh, highly recommend it to other creatives. That's so great. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like it's made space for those things that you needed to do. I mean, like the more barriers we put up or the yeah. more things we kind of like just lean on to uh, take away, um, uh, I don't know, just to, we need that source of pain sometimes to push us in those directions that we know we yeah. need to go. And, yeah. and the more we try to like, you know, medicate it or numb it or whatever, we never get where, we, where it yeah. is that we need to go. And it absolutely um, serves a purpose. Like pain serves a purpose. And yeah. it's usually just uh, to move us in the direction of growth right. as long as we can sit and look at it, you know, but other than that, it's uh like if you don't sit and look at your pain and go, okay, what purpose are you serving right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're going to be stuck there for a while. And I've experienced right. that too. And it's not fun. And you may think it makes you look interesting and mysterious, and, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does not. Oh gosh. That's yeah. great. I want to check, uh, catch up with the comments here. Wayne Riker. He's in the comments. Oh, I love Wayne. He says, much too modest. Lauren kills it on R&B. Sounded great on her featured track on my 2020 CD. Looking forward to having her again featured on my upcoming 2022 CD. Versatile singer. Yes, 100% prepared. Great future ahead for her. Thank you, Wayne. Oh, that's so sweet. Such a talented guy, Wayne, too. And I was really happy to be on his uh, nominated album. That was really cool. And I'm excited that he asked me again. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Thanks for chiming in, Wayne. Yes. Well, you know what? I don't want to get away too much from um, what we were just talking about yeah. because I, I want to know, what do you think was, what was the turning point for you that kind of started, um, you know, encouraging you or, or making you feel like you wanted to make these changes? Was it the whole 2020 debacle or? I mean, all of that is kind of a catalyst for kind of what's, uh, yeah, what last year was about. I mean, 2020 was was a huge uh, it was a very traumatic year for me, not just for because of the pandemic, the overarching, mm-hmm. you know, crushing pandemic. It was uh, I had a lot of experienced a lot of deaths, a lot of personal trauma within my family. And it was very, um, really hard for me to crawl myself out of that hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, but there there definitely was um, a moment last year where. I felt like for the first time in my life, I felt kind of financially secure. And I was like, okay, well, I need to build on this momentum. Like, I don't want to go back to feeling 
like I'm not going to make it to next month's rent anymore. Or mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, or I'm going to go hungry and I'm just, you know, or the, the actual real life feelings that I was feeling pre 2020 all the time. And, uh, I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Like I was really tired of it mm-hmm. and I was working in therapy on building a lot of like really, uh, strong boundaries with myself, my, my friendships, um, career-wise, like what I will accept and what I won't accept, uh, how I talk about myself as an artist. So I think like maybe the last time you and I talked, we were talking about how I want, you know, I need to stop saying I want to be a session singer and just start describing myself as a session singer. To yeah. People. Yes. And those kind of changes, you know, of just like how I talk about myself and how I talk about what I want. And, mm-hmm. um, talking about what I want as if I'm going to have it already. It's just a matter of time, you know, like that, like manifestation ideology, just like I already have it. I'm just waiting, you know, I'm just paving the way for it, you know, speaking it into existence now. Yes. And that has brought so many crazy opportunities my way, um, especially recently. And just, there's so many fun things coming up that I'm excited about. I, I have kind of made it a, a point to always have like a, I forget what it's called. Like Sandy calls it something, or maybe it's not Sandy, but somebody calls it like a, like a horizon event. Like they're, you're always looking forward. Mm. To, like you're always, you always have to have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and I always have to have something to look forward to career wise, like gig wise or project wise or something, something on the horizon, something that I'm working towards. Otherwise I will feel stagnant. <laughs> like, I will feel like, what am I working? Like, what is happening in my life if I don't have, you know, either goals or like an event that I'm trying to, to get to. And right. um, the most exciting thing happening for me this year, like my horizon event is, uh, is I'm going to be going back in the studio, which is like, ah, ah, finally, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to be recording again. And um, that's happening in March with all of my people. And I'm going to have a bunch of special guests and I am so in love with these songs that I have and um, I can't wait for people to hear them. And uh, my Indiegogo campaign is going to be released in like, I want to say a week, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and so people will be able to start chipping in and help us uh, get reach certain goals that we want to reach with this album. I have so many ideas. I want a string section, you know, like there's so many things Ooh. I want to do. Um and I, I'm just assuming that I'm going to be doing it because I have to live like that yeah, right now. You are. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me as many details as you can. Who's who's on it? What's who's on, on it? it? So we're Did going you to write, collaborate. Yeah. So all the songs, I wrote all the songs. One song is a, uh, a co-write I did with Al Howard and we actually recorded it for his project last year. It's called mm-hmm. Black Rose Canyon. So there's already a version of that out. Um, which is available for anybody to go stream. Uh, but um, I want to re-record it. I have a different arrangement ideas and I want to do it with my band. And Al, I just texted Al yesterday and I was like, are you okay with me re-recording this? And he was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, so I have his full support and I'm very excited to put some a, a new sound on that, um, that song that I'm absolutely in love with. And then I have a couple other songs. There is, it is kind of a... Uh, uh, a lyric heavy introspective a little bit more emotional uh selection of songs than my first ep okay. um it's very much representative of the kind of songwriter i am now 
compared mm-hmm. to when I released Flare, which was a compilation mostly of songs that I'd written when I was like 19 and 20 years old. So like I'm a different I'm a, I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but I'm a different human now. <laughs> like a totally different human and different songwriter and just have different influences and um and so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a mellow album. There's you know, but there's gonna be so many exciting things on it that'll keep people's attention and I cannot wait i can't wait so i'm gonna have um, my band who i call the low keys which is josh weinstein uh joshua taylor sandy king uh sam hunt and tony econom who moved to austin but i'm flying him out for recording sam is actually moving to nashville so i'm flying him back out for recording (laughs) and we're all staying in an airbnb for a weekend like we did the first time when we recorded and we're gonna bust it out over a weekend and uh and then just add what we can after that it's gonna be a blast i can't wait where are you gonna record at we're recording at stairway studios with fernando perdomo who was my first my producer and my engineer uh the first time around and he's an old friend of mine um he is he is an incredible mad genius Mm -hmm. and has a great ear he uh he's worked with just absolute legends and I, I could spend most of this uh, podcast just name dropping the people that he's worked with, but I'm not going to do that. So, he, but he's just he's he's fantastic. He's actually the person who brought me in for uh, the um, the Paul McCartney album Ram. There was a, a 50th anniversary of that album uh, called Ram on. And I got to be the only female lead on 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 that album for a Paul McCartney song. <laughs> And uh, I got I I did it with an with a with a Eric Dover, um, and I don't know if you know who that is, but he's incredible vocals. And so I got to do this song called "Oh Woman, Oh Why" off of the album, and it's uh, it was extremely challenging. But he really had faith that I could pull it off, and uh, it's so cool. But mm-hmm. Fernando is has got an incredible ear. He's an incredible musician. I am so grateful to know him. And uh, you know, when I first met him, he was just a sub guitar player for me and then now he's got this incredible studio that like snoop dogg and everybody used to record in and uh called stairway studios it's in north hollywood west hollywood it's it's either in north hollywood or west hollywood (laughs) it's in hollywood and (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's it's uh it's brand new equipped like he's got a, it's very very new and professional uh he just moved in there a couple months ago so we get we're getting a crack at it and um yeah my first weekend in march is when we're recording so it's all scheduled and is ready to go yay i can't wait cool sandy says it's in north hollywood okay thanks sandy. yeah See, she's, she's on it no I know. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, Lauren. That sounds so good. I'm excited. So if this is all going down in March, do you kind of have a projected goal date to have everything wrapped or just, or are you still planning though? We're still, things? we're kind of just going to take once we record and I know how much we have recorded, I think then I'll have a better idea of when I want to release it. I would love to release before the end of summer. That would be the ultimate goal like i definitely want to release it this year mm-hmm. um so i'm hoping that we can get that done but you know as as things happen like things come up and you're like oh well what what if we have this and what if we do it this way and you know you're mixing mm-hmm. and things things can change all the time um so i don't really want to 
give a projected date out just yet, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping before the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be keeping our eyes out for that for sure. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about songwriting because you said this album was going to be, you know, more of a rep- representation of the songwriter that you are now versus yeah. Flair. And um, so let's look over this past year, the evolution of your songwriting. And you said that you'd, you'd really gotten into a, a better flow with it. Yeah. How did that happen? What you, well, you started from no, no routine to a no flow. Routine. So how did that so happen? It, it used to be, uh, I was struck with an idea and then I'd write a song in 10 minutes and then I would never revisit it or make any changes or edit or do anything. And, and, and I would just wait for lightning to strike. And that's how long it would take me to write once, you know, it could be years in between lightning striking. So it, right. it was not a very functional way to write songs or to call yourself a songwriter. So something that really, really helped was this songwriting group called Hang Thang that uh, Josh Weinstein puts on. And and uh, it's at his house with a bunch of songwriters. And we come and we show what we're working on, what we've half worked on, you know, what kind of write maybe some free rights or something that we bring to the table and everybody takes a listen and gives constructive feedback. And then you do the same thing for everybody else. And then it also ends up being a really fun hang. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so ha- having those to look forward to, I never, like, I didn't bring stuff. I used to like not bring stuff at all because I didn't have anything, but then I started looking forward to it and be like, I want to have something to bring there. Um, and, uh, I dated this guy (laughs) who had a really, really great, uh, songwriting routine and I stole it from him. Like, I just, like, I, I saw that it worked from him for him and that, you know, he's one of the the best songwriters that I've, I've ever heard. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his style is very much like free writing and then editing down and then editing down and, and editing down. And, uh, it's like, like throwing a bunch of clay out there and then just kind of molding it as you go along. And so um, I've definitely gotten the flow of when, when an idea hits me is just to free write as much as I can on the topic or what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking about um, at the time and what I'm looking at, what I'm hearing, you know, all the things. And, and then, uh, and then I take a lot of time to sit and chisel away at it until it becomes something that I'm like, okay, there's a flow here. And then that's when I pull the guitar out and I'll try to like basically s- smash words into whatever I'm playing at the time. Or I'll just play until I hear something that kind of sounds or feels like the flow of what I've written. And it could be a really long process. Like I have one song that I think is going to be one of my favorite songs that I've ever written, but I cannot for the life of me make editing choices because I love everything that I wrote. And I'm like... <laughs> no, but I want to keep this, but I want, but it doesn't make sense. So, I mean, I'm going to need help. So it would be like one of those things that I'll have to bring to a co-writing session or something mm-hmm. and be like, just chop it up, you know, take, cause I'm, I can't, I can't bear to, to edit it right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so we, I mean, it sounds like it's just, it's become a habit. It's become part of yeah. your lifestyle and in that kind of happened incrementally. Definitely. I mean, being able to rudiment, rudiment, rudimentally, rudiment, being able to do the rudiments of guitar playing, uh, I 
has given me a lot of confidence in songwriting uh, because I feel like I can I can play closer to what I can hear now. You know what I mean? Um, And the more I work at guitar, which is another goal that I have for me to get back into a rhythm of practicing more and getting more lessons and really practicing more. It should be like I should practice every day and I don't. But um, but I should. So don't don't listen to me if you're just starting like practice every day. Uh, And I did for like all of 23. 21 pretty much like I practiced a whole lot and um definitely let that go recently but because I've had more confidence in guitar it has actually given me more confidence with songwriting because I don't have to wait around for somebody else to play it for me or for somebody else to write something that I can write lyrics and melody to like I can do it on my own which is Mm -hmm. really empowering and um uh so that's another thing that you know 2020 the pandemic and everything gave to me was uh, learning how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I have two thoughts in mind. First one about the guitar playing is that, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're not practicing every day, but over the past two years, it seems like you've, you've taken these huge, bold actions with your playing that are so incredibly create, uh, courageous in my eyes, because, you know, you, you obviously had built your skills up to a certain level, but you weren't out there just self accompanying all the time and like doing live shows on your own. You were, you were generally, uh, performing as a duo at least. Yeah. But, but here you go. You're like, you know what, I'm just going to start live streaming my own shows and, and <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start doing gigs on my own too and playing for myself. Yeah. And so for anybody who, uh, you know, is not in the performance space to when you have your primary instrument, your voice, you right. know, um, there's enough nerves that go along with just of rolling course. in and doing your thing. That is your yeah. like strength, but to then show up and be like, <laughs> Well, I'm going to also do it with one arm tied behind my back and see how this goes. You know, it's, it's crazy. And you've done that's incredible. I I think about it, about how it's only been like, uh, I've only been playing guitar for about a year and some change, like maybe Mm -hmm. a year and a couple months. And that I'm already like playing, accompanying myself. And really the only reason I feel comfortable doing that is because I've been a singer doing duos as a majority of my income for you know seven years eight years uh and so singing because i have that that muscle memory of singing all these songs and i don't have to worry about like i don't really have to think about the singing that much um so i can i feel confident enough to have enough of my brain to focus on what's going on with guitar but also i realized after doing a few solo shows by myself people aren't really they don't really listen to my guitar playing (laughs) so I could be making massive amounts of mistakes and just a lay person you know not I'm not I'm talking non-musicians here because obviously musicians know what they're listening for but uh most people are not they they don't they don't they don't know what they're listening to so um it gave me like a lot of confidence because like most of them are just listening to me singing and that's something I already feel pretty good about. So it was like, okay, uh, I could do this and not be so in my head about, Oh my God, they heard that mistake or, Oh, I went to a C instead of an F or, you know, something like that. Or like, I changed, I totally messed that song up. Um, or I dropped my pick in the middle. Like nobody even notices at most of these gigs. They don't. And, um, 
Uh, so getting out of my own way really about it and just taking the leap and doing it. And I have to give like all credit to Melody Ebner. I don't know if you know Melody, but she's a beautiful, amazing singer. She also accompanies herself on guitar and she needed a last minute sub for one of her solo gigs. And she's like, you're ready. Don't worry. And she kind of threw me in there. <laughs> and I just said, yes, you know, it's, it's one of those things um, that I try to do all the time is say yes to things that terrify me. Um, at least one one thing a year that's going to scare the crap out of me that I don't know if I'm ready for, that I don't think I can do. I'm just going to say yes to it and I'm going to get there somehow. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to happen yet. And honestly, the thing this year is saying yes to that 27 Club show and doing Janis Joplin. That's the thing that scares me so far this year. <laughs> I'm scared. That sounds, I think it's going to be a pretty perfect fit if there ever was one, though. I mean, I remember, I don't know if this was the same show or not that you were auditioning for, or maybe this might have been a, a Vegas opportunity or something where it was it was a Janis Joplin yeah. show. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's funny because my voice is not... I don't sound like Janice. Like if you actually sit down and listen to Janice, maybe the only kind of thing that we have in common is like our faces look pretty much exactly the same. And then also uh, we have like pretty strong vibrato and then I have, but we it's a vibe is what it is. Is what pe people see is how people see Janice and me. It's very much a vibe mm -hmm. and not so much the tone. Um, and I've been, so my, my whole goal with this show is not necessarily to bring exactly Janice's voice to you because that's not going to happen. I will destroy my voice doing that. But I have spent time trying to emulate a little bit of her um, her her screams, you know, and just like the guttural way that she sings. Uh, I just want to add a little bit of that, like 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 seasonings, you know, just mm -hmm. sparingly, but enough for flavor so that you get that Janice flavor and you feel like, okay, this is a, this is a good tribute to, to Janice. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, she was a troubled soul and, you know, if I was like 20 again, man, I would nail it so perfectly. I'd be so drunk. I would be <laughs> smoking a cigarette on stage. It would look so good. I'd be screaming. It'd be wonderful. Um, What's the problem? <laughs> I mean, come to the show. You might see that. I have no. I don't know. <laughs> but we have our first rehearsal coming up um, next week for mm -hmm. it. And so uh, I'm pretty much prepared. I'm singing four songs. I, I'm just now I'm just trying to add a little uh, flair, you know, a little yeah. Janice flair. I just don't want to hurt my my voice you know because yeah. she's got such a distinct tone well it seems it seems like just it, it's a great opportunity to kind of go into those like discovery rehearsals on your own where you are experimenting so much with your own vocals yeah. and I mean you're enough of an experienced vocalist to know when you're crossing that line and you can it's right. just it's a feel it's a feel you know uh, when it's I mean, yeah something that really helped me with this though was when I was preparing for the the Pink Floyd tour and I had to learn how to sing great gig in the sky. Mm -hmm. And it's that guttural scream. It's, it's not, it doesn't sound like Janice's scream, but that is the tone that I learned how to do mm -hmm. uh, without hurting my voice. And so that is the tone that's going to be coming out with Janice because 
I, I, that's what I know how to do. And I know how to do that safely. And I think that that's what people want to hear when they come see me anyway, is they, they want to hear me kind of wail like that. You know, I was talking to somebody, this might be a little non sequitur, but I was talking to, I was talking to Sam the other day and I, I do have worries about getting pigeonholed as a singer who does these like screams and wails as a rock singer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I very much consider myself, he's like, well, what do you consider yourself? Like, what kind of singer do you think you are? Because I could do a lot of different styles. I could do country. I could do rock. I could do, um, you know, jazz. I could do a lot of different things. But I consider myself a folk singer. Like, if if it's, I very much like singing uh, in, a, in a low voice. I like singing right here. You know, mm-hmm. I like it coming out right here. This is where I feel warm and this is where... I feel like my vibrato is really nice and it just, I can feel it all in my body and it, and I can have a lot of emotion and nuance when I'm like singing right here. But most people want me out here and with my crazy face and dancing and, and, and I don't mind doing that, but it's definitely not something that I want to do for, you know, forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't want to, you don't want that to be your calling card or what, but it um, is right now, and I'm not mm-hmm. mad about it. Do you know what I mean? It is right mm-hmm. now. I'm not mad about it. It's gotten me some incredible opportunities, the fact that I could do some of those things and that people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's funny because that tone that I learned how to do, it's like people love it, and it's right on for for great gig. Uh, but I'll listen back to like a great gig, like me performing it, and I'll be like, man, I can't believe – like it just hits me wrong. <laughs> right. People love it. <laughs> Yeah. Like it hits me wrong, but people go crazy for it. So I'm like, I can't judge how people receive me, yeah. which is, you know, a whole other way to get out of your head as a, as a singer is if you're listening back to yourself and you're like, oh, I can't handle it. But there's people in the audience that are just like, oh my gosh, yeah. that is what you need to hold on to is like, it's none of your business, what you think about yourself. It mm-hmm. is. It, and not to say that what other people think about you is more important. It's just that, uh. You can't invalidate how people respond to your art. Mm-hmm. You can't. And if people are giving you positive reinforcement and want to hear more of something that maybe you don't particularly like, like that's okay. Like yeah. that's yeah. That's yeah. I mean, the goal really is as a creative is to make people feel things and mm-hmm. to have a shared experience. And mm-hmm. um, you know, how we get there is is uh I mean, it's, that's what makes us unique. It's like, what can you do to get people there? And what can I do to get people there? And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that a lot. And I think it speaks so much to why, you know, um, you have, uh, you've achieved the success that you have is that you have the self-awareness of who you are as an artist and you are constantly aware of that and trying to find new dimensions of that and being really having your eyes open to how people are responding to you, how it makes you feel. Because I agree as a singer, you know, where your sweet spot is, you know, where you feel best as a vocalist. And if you Mm -hmm. you just want to like pull up a lawn chair and like be there all day in that. Yeah. Um, But it's also amazing to know that you have the capability to do these other incredible things with your voice that maybe to you is not, a, not particularly the, 
way you best love to hear yourself, but apparently it's making an imp a good impression on other people and yeah, it's paying um, the bills. I mean, I'm honestly, every single, almost every single, I say almost, cause I think it was like one or two, but almost every single session gig I got hired for last year and in 2020 had me do a great gig type solo, mm -hmm. a vocal solo on their album because they just want, that's what they wanted from me. And it was fun to give that and do different versions of that song. It was really fun. But you gotta give the people what they want. You know? <laughs> they want pain. They want screaming. They want right. fine. I'll give it to you. Fine. Let me catch up in the comments here for a second. Max Zaffy was here. He says Hi, two Max. of my fave voices on the planet. Uh I miss you, Max. I miss him. I know. At Seaside. I, I haven't been able time. to work there in a long time. And um it's nice to See oh, I'll see him at Seaside, I think, in like yeah. a week or so. Yeah. Awesome. And Charles Cruz is in the comments. He says she'll be at the Pachanga Arena February 12th singing yes. with the Mighty Manhattans, Heat Wave, yep. and GQ. Those are all just like incredibly epic 70s R&B groups. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I am so honored that he uh, that he hit me up. Uh, Sandy's going to be on that gig, too. We're mm -hmm. both going to be doing back and forth. We'll be on that gig, too, but. I was booked already and no <laughs> that would have been so much fun <laughs> not that i'm not grateful for what i'm booked on already but you know yeah you know how it goes I get but, it, yeah yeah well uh, again i just i kind of um just thinking about the style wise and everything that you're going through just kind of finding yourself as an artist um that uh, I think our conversation is going to leave a big impression on me because okay. I, I go through that too, as a vocalist where, um, singing in the band that I do, of course, you know, we're paid to play certain songs that Absolutely, aren't necessarily yeah. my favorite thing. Right. And I look through like our, our show and I know that there are certain like moments in the show for me where it is those like just like wailing moments or yeah or times when i bring out a certain tone in my voice that i don't particularly love but it seems to be working yeah you know these are times when like doing like acdc or like totally. little michael or something yeah. like that where right me, you're so good at little michael too <laughs> it's crazy to my ears though and and i just um you're so good at that you're i so want to get back to that that space that feels good, but, yes. but it is good to like, you know, step back and be like, well, you know what though? I'm glad that I am capable of, you know, doing that. And I guess there's other ways you can bring it into your original material and find, you know, fun, yeah. interesting ways that it might even fit your, I don't know what you're creating in the studio. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's one song that I wrote I know we're going to wrap up here soon, but there's one song that I wrote uh, and it's called Room for One slash GTFO. And there's a point in the song where I scream the words, get the fuck out, right? And I would be, I'm going to be screaming it like Janice, you know? So I'm definitely bringing those elements into my own. There's just, there's always something to learn and take away from each skill that we pick up along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, it makes me think of Brandy Carlisle as a singer. Oh my because god, because so much. She has just this Oh my god, just her, you can tell, just her sweet spot that she just kind of like lives mm -hmm. in most of the time. 
But then she has these moments where she just like explodes. Yeah. And it's, but it's so like, oh my God, it just makes my ears so yeah. happy. And I want to I hear it over and over again, even though yeah. I know she doesn't live in that space of her voice, it but it's so effective and impactful. Power. Yeah. It's the best kind of powerful that yeah. just makes you feel like you're being wrapped up in it. And I, oh, I just love it. Mm-hmm. So love good. Love it. Yeah. Mm, There's a lot of of singers that have that kind of versatility and, and, you know, surprises in their voice that you wait for. They're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, do it. Do the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you are, you're absolutely one of those voices for sure. You, I mean, I know your, your capabilities are, I'm sure far beyond anything I've even heard you do, but everything that I have heard you do, you know, the, just where you are in your sweet spot. I just like, I'm just wrapped in this blanket of Lauren Lee Aww. and I love it. And well, you're mutual, baby. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh man. I, I wish we had more time to do this, but you know, I'll we'll do you it back. again. You're yeah, back. We'll You're again. back, baby. We're back, baby. Here we go. I'm even going to go back next Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So before the we go, really though. Quick, I want to promote real quick where I'm yes. going to be this, this weekend. Um, on Sunday, I'm going to be performing a bunch of Beatles tunes at the Oregon Pavilion with the organist. And uh, and Richard Larson, T-Bone, who plays drums for Chloe Lou's band and a couple other people in town. Uh, we're going to be doing a little trio. And so if it's a free show, it's at two o'clock. Want to come out and hear the organ and me belt out some Beatles tunes. That's at two o'clock this weekend. Yeah. Excellent. What else? Mm-hmm. You you had a couple of things that you had coming up. Oh boy. Yes. Well, um, let me just look at my calendar here. Uh, I, can I have your promo, your promos here written. Down. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You got uh, a filthy monkey live stream coming up. Yes, that is actually going to be the same day as the 27 Club at the Belly Up. So if you want to see me live and in person, come to the Belly Up and hear me sing some Janis Joplin at the 27 Club. At the same time, we'll be a live stream um, going on. It's a Beatles tribute with uh, Folky Monkey. And I always get that wrong, but it's Folky Monkey. And uh, they're going to be doing a live stream Beatles event uh, for you know right before valentine's day and uh i'm doing some some of my favorite Beatles songs i'm really really excited about the songs that that i got to do with the band and larry and, and jimmy are, are in that band they're so good amazing cool yeah i'll make sure that there's um links popped into the comments here and um don't forget lauren and i are going to be with back to the garden on february 26th at the Poway right. performing arts center for yes um, their show that's going to be amazing. Um, thank you to everybody who jumped in to, uh, with us tonight and got in the comments. Sandy King, thank you. We love you too. And- Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career. 